Sanzi? Carl, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, actually, you know how I wanted to start today? <laughs> yeah. I want to start with a little, a little sound effect for you. Okay. This, try to guess what this is. Oh, I got it. I got it right away. What do you think that represents? I would say that represents the Detroit Red Wings. That does represent the Detroit yeah. Red Wings but also represents the Pittsburgh Penguins. Both teams are slowly falling. Yeah, they're struggling, both of them. I think one team a lot more than the other, though. That's for sure. Um, Yeah, Detroit's been real bad. It's interesting, too, because it's like, you know, they're still a pretty big club, right? And, you know, but if they were playing in a city like, oh, I don't know, Toronto, uh, all you would be hearing about is just how god awful they've been this last month, and yet they've sort of True. kind of been under the radar. And I think a reason for that is because Ottawa's been such a great story, and there's been this, you know, uh, this playoff race between Ottawa, Florida, Boston. But now Boston has caught Detroit, which I think a few episodes ago on this very podcast I said I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, and it's happened. And I think by the end of the weekend. Uh, Detroit's in real big trouble because I think Boston will pass them. Detroit's got to go to Minnesota on Saturday, play a pretty good team, the second-best team in the league since the All-Star break, the second-best goaltender in the world over the past two months, uh, second only to Carey Price, and then they got to come back and play a back-to-back game on Sunday against Washington. So (laughs) good luck with that, boys. Uh, four wins in your last 15. You say Detroit, but have you noticed also where Pittsburgh is? They are fading too, but as I said, I don't think they're necessarily in danger of no. missing the playoffs. They're in a wild but card spot. Team, they're in a wild card yeah. spot. For a team that's been, um, it was expected to win 100 cups in the next 100 years, <laughs> as long as Crosby's on, yeah. on that team. If everyone plays, uh, yeah. It, it, can you yeah. imagine just a bunch of Yoggers on that team? <laughs> just a bunch of 40, 50 old Yoggers on the pens. Uh, and, and they all grow their mullets. Yeah. And they're not even close. They're not even remotely close. No, they're not. They're not. Which brings me to a... Uh, I've got a bunch of what-if questions for you today. Yeah. Would you trade Crosby for the first overall pick coming up here? Oh, if you were man. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Something's got to happen, right? Crosby isn't the problem. No. Malcolm isn't the problem. But why don't... you? are both but, great pieces. But why don't you say Malcolm? Because that just makes it easier. Because I don't think <laughs> I don't think you could trade Malcolm for the first Yeah, overall you pick. might not be able to. Right? Um, you might not be able to yeah. get Malcolm. And he, might and, have to be Malcolm and he actually plus, might but. really go. You know, if they if they bow out in the first round, yeah. I think they're gonna have to do something really, really big there. Um, and and it's probably not letting go of Crosby, right? That's that's just kind of madness, don't you think? Unless, I mean, okay, yeah. if Crosby's well, thirty five, yeah, but not now. I mean, he's twenty nine still, right? Or, or so. Let's say, yeah. let's say they are mad. Let's say this is a what if, right? So let's say they are mad. Let's say they they want to trade him. For the first overall pick, but you own that first overall. You won the lottery. Yeah. 
Okay, so you're not Buffalo. You're not you're not uh, one of the bottom teams. You're like you just missed the playoffs and you won the lottery. Yeah, but you're just you're, trading. You are. You're just trading Crosby for a guy. You're trading Crosby for a young Crosby that, as you said, isn't the problem. I don't know how your team gets any better. No, you I'm know? talking if you're San Jose. Oh, San Jose now. Okay. If you're San Jose, wins the wins the first overall pick in this this year's draft. Mm. Dave Pittsburgh says, you know what? We'll offer you Crosby for it. Do you take it? If I'm San Jose? Yeah. No. Because, you know... It's a proven asset. I know, but there's a decade of difference there, right? And there's no need... Like, San Jose doesn't have the pieces to win right now. I think you take the first overall pick. I think you take your McDavid and... So let's say a team that needs... needs uh, a centerman outside of their number one right now, which is Sege. How about Dallas? So trade Sagan for McDavid? No, no. Dallas wins first overall. Oh, okay, okay. And Pittsburgh comes up to Dallas and says, would you trade Crosby for your first overall? Oh, Basically, Connor McDavid. Yeah. It's crazy to think this, right? I mean, it's crazy that I'm like hesitant to, hey, would you like Sidney Crosby on your team? Yeah, would you like the best player <laughs> in the NHL? Yeah. This year, who's having an off year and still is the best player in the NHL, points-wise. Yeah, yeah. For for a potential. Yeah, I think his game, I don't, I don't know if you could flat-out say he's the best player in the NHL. I, I think, you know... Points-wise. Points-wise, yeah. Um, but again, you know, with 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 Dallas, it's, it's not, you know... So Crosby is just going to give you a much better Sagan or something... But it's not it's not necessarily what they need, right? Like they need defense. San Jose needs defense. They need goaltending. Uh, well, they won first overall. They won the first overall pick, so they're going to get Connor McDavid. Yeah, yeah. But then you trade. You know, for me, I just I you know say thanks, guys. Thanks, boys, for your service. But Thornton, Marlowe, you boys got to go. <laughs> you know, like we are building around this kid. That's the. And I think you build around him. I don't think you build around a twenty nine year old Crosby. You might as well just take this generational talent, you know? I mean, why not start from there? They're not really anywhere near winning I don't think there's right any, now. That, that means there's absolutely nothing you would give up for Connor McDavid. No, I don't think I would. There's nothing point. in the league that, that'd, be, that'd be worth Connor McDavid. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, what about you? What about you? What say you, sir? Well, there, right now, there are only two assets that are worthy of being considered trade 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 bait for Connor McDavid, yeah. and that would be Montreal's goalie and Pittsburgh's number one centerman. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, you could say uh, Washington's left winger right, slash right winger, right winger <laughs> yeah, slash left yeah. winger, but but that would just be for bringing people to people to their seats. You can't really build a team around them because he's a winger. Yeah, but that's it. So out of those two, I guess. No, I wouldn't trade f- for any of them if I no. had Connor. No, you wouldn't. And and also, I think I think the only way you do that is if you are, if you're really close now, and and you, and you got Crosby, and you're thinking, okay, we've got another really good five years, probably, right? Where he's just absolute top notch hockey player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're close and, and you think that there's a chance that you're not only close, but you can win multiple cups in the next maybe five, six years, kind then, like yeah, then I think you... Every single year. Right. Then I think you kind of go for it. Otherwise, you know, no, you just sort of... So 
start building then around this. This kid. brings me this brings me to what's happening right now for Connor McDavid. All this tanking. Yeah. And basically uh, Buffalo tanking, Arizona tanking, Toronto doing its best to win. Is that trying to win what they're doing? I don't know. Because they're losing every game. I saw what was it? They played Buffalo the other day, right? And they were up three one and I'm following this, you know, all the Twitters and following the feed of everyone and it's just like, oh, suddenly Toronto's thinks they're a good hockey team and then they give up three yeah. goals and lose four exactly. three. But then they go out, you know, the next game and uh and beat Tampa Bay, who's also all of a sudden not winning very many hockey games. Um but yeah. Edmonton's another team that's trying its best to win games and they get destroyed by LA. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, LA needed that big time. And uh, yeah, you know, now you got did Winnipeg. You see the, did you see the Everly quote afterwards? No, what what did he say? He he basically said something along the lines of it was embarrassing. They thought of us. They played us like a like a junior team. Okay. Basically, they just didn't have any respect for Edmonton and just scored at will. And yeah, so what's the problem? What has Edmonton done to earn any respect from any team? But it's the, the second time I it's the second time that I hear. Yeah, I've heard this before. Uh, that, yeah. that they're that they're a junior team. It's the yeah. second time that I've heard that from NHL yeah. players. Well, you know, maybe you know, climb out of the basement. One of these last four, five, six years. Don't play junior systems. <laughs> you know, like, don't play. Don't play junior style yeah, hockey. Yeah. Don't play all that individual hockey. Yeah, and I can understand. You know, guys like Everly. I mean, these are guys that, um, you know, maybe not obviously not very successful NHL careers in the sense of, of of winning. You know, they're talented players, and I think they've proven that they can play in this league and they can be very good in this league. And they've had success but, outside, yeah, of the outside of the league. Yeah, outside of the league and, you know, junior, especially, you know, a guy like Eberle. I mean, he was a monster for uh, for Canada. I mean, he, he ranks... Too, Hall for his junior team well, was a monster. Yeah, Hall was too for, what was it, Windsor Spitfire, right? Yeah. Um, but Eberle, I think, was ranked... I remember the last junior tournament, world junior tournament he played in, you were looking at him on a historical level, and he was one of the top players of all time for Canada. So, I mean, you know... Uh, he's clutch. Yeah, and I mean, you know, these guys aren't necessarily used to... You know, they they're come from, you know, great programs and winning programs when they're younger. But, yeah, I mean, it's got to be really frustrating for them. I mean, this is year what, where they're just going nowhere. I can't even tell anymore. Yeah, they're just, just going like, nowhere. I think it's, it, feel, it feels like it's been yeah. forever. So yeah, I can understand that getting upset, but it's just kind of like, I mean, you know, what do you do? I mean... Well, basically my point though is people are up at arms at, about tanking and... Yeah. Well, I got something that I read, um, when was this? The other day? It was April Fool's Day, actually. Um, there was something that I, I, I don't follow the business insider, um, but... I did see it on Twitter where this uh, PhD student uh, in statistics, he's a PhD candidate in statistics at the University of Missouri, I think a few years ago, so I guess he must have it now. Um, his name is Adam Gold, and he sort of had this, um, he presented a solution to tanking at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, which you can imagine okay. uh, probably has some pretty brainy people, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, so basically, he had this juicy, juicy, juicy presentations. Yeah. Show. So he his solution was kind of interesting. He had this kind of reverse standings proposal, and basically, what it is is um, once a team. So so this is obviously to discourage teams from intentionally losing games. 
So okay, what it from is tanking. Yeah. yeah, from tanking. Uh, so how it works is basically teams that do not make the playoffs are ranked on the number of games they win after they are eliminated from playoff contention. Okay, so after they are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, uh, you are then ranked by the most wins or points because it's hockey. The team with the most points is then given the top pick in the draft. The team with the second most points receives the second pick, so on and so on. But I think that goes against... It goes against what the draft is supposed to do. You don't want San Jose to be getting the, the first or a chance at but, but no, 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 no. But, but this is only after you're eliminated from contention. So San Jose is oh, San Jose so isn't be eliminated first... yet. You know, so this is this is teams that are eliminated I get it, early I get it, I get it. instead of continuing to play like absolute crap. And just to tank further and further and further down the standings, what, what this is, I, I'm is, interested to see what the difference would be at the end of this year. We should look into that. Well, there are some numbers here, but I haven't looked at it very closely. I have to admit, but um, basically, what they did was okay. If he looks at the 2010 uh, NHL, the mathematical elimination draft order, right? Okay. So. Uh, what it was was in 2010 you had Tampa Bay after they were or uh, sorry Edmonton was eliminated on March 13th oh god <laughs> they were eliminated from the playoffs on March 13th but after that they went 6 7 and 1 so they had 13 points so basically they didn't really tank after they were eliminated they had the most wins of all the other bad teams that were eliminated you know columbus okay. was next uh they were eliminated on march 26th they played eight games they went two three and three so they had seven points they almost uh yeah is that the year they almost made it uh that is the year i th- well 2010 they were, they were, no they were talking about Bobrovsky. no i i think that well. was 11 and 12 oh, okay. or maybe 12 13. um so you know basically oh, that's right we're 15 right yeah now. we're Jesus. way yeah Ten, that's five there. years ago okay mm-hmm. cool so again, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, they were the first team eliminated and easily would have won the first picked overall. But, you know, there were nine teams with three to six points where one more win in the final week could have been the difference between picking third or picking 11th. You know what I mean? So that's a huge difference. You know, you had... So no lottery. Do away with the lottery. Yeah, get together. away with the lottery. And so... According to these statistics, or you know, just standings, whatever, uh, in 2010, Tampa Bay got the third uh, pick, but Florida was got the 11th pick. If they just would have gotten one more win, they could have gotten the fourth pick over Toronto. You know, so basically, it might not make a difference for the very, very bottom. Uh, or, or sorry, it would make a difference for everyone because basically, what it's encouraging is you keep playing keep winning after you're eliminated those teams with the most points are going to get the highest picks that would make the trade deadline almost non-existent exactly it would have a huge effect on that and it wouldn't eliminate tanking completely because what you might have is you might have a, a gm like tim murray i think last time we said terry murray uh yeah. that was me uh you might have a gm like tim murray that looks ahead to next season and just tanks from the beginning <laughs> you know like why not tank from the beginning 
how early could you could you be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then maybe you have the trade deadline. You have the reverse trade deadline, where hey, no, actually, we want to get better because now we want to win games because we've been eliminated. Wow, that would be quite the coup to yeah, pull that yeah. off. That'd be pretty impressive. But yeah, so anyway, um, so this this is interesting. It doesn't so. eliminate tanking completely, uh, you know. But it's sort of an interesting way to look at it. And I, I think I do, in theory, I, I kind of like, like it, it, but I don't know. It kind of makes every single game worth so much. Right. It kind of makes its own little playoffs in some ways. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of pride still too, right? Like, like you know, I mean, we always hear this thing, you know, it's cliche, but I think it's true too. Like, most players don't tank. You know, it's the GMs, it's the front offices that do. And so you might get some really sort of spirited hockey there at the end, especially teams that are eliminated and they have a chance to maybe uh, take out, you know, a bubble team. Or maybe maybe drop a team two, from second to third seed or something like that. Uh, I've heard two uh, two other scenarios that I think are kind of interesting. One is regarding the President's Trophy. Yeah. Winner, like right now, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares about winning the President's Trophy. Well, it's sort of a. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know and, you and want home ice, like but how many President's Trophies go on, you know, to win the cup anyway? There haven't to win been the cup, many. Exactly. Right, it doesn't mean much. Right. So someone was mentioning, how about just giving the President's Trophy winner the top pick of the not the playoff team, so fifteenth overall. I think it was PJ Stock who mentioned that. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you couldn't give him top pick in the draft, but okay, so they would get the the fifteenth overall pick. Is it fifteen or would it be? But isn't it sixteen? Or anyway, yeah, whatever. It'd be a 15, 16 pick, right? Yeah, okay. So they would get uh, the 16th pick. It's 14, yeah. There's 14 eliminated teams. Oh, yeah, so 15. 15 right, 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 right. Yeah, sorry. 16 and then 14 yeah. around. Sorry, I had to count that. Yeah, yeah, no, I was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so, sitting here quoting an MIT guy and I can't figure out 16, <laughs> 14, 30. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so basically, if you... Unless of course you win the Stanley Cup, I guess then you would then you move down to thirtieth, and you wouldn't really care about that because you won the Stanley Cup. Sure. But if you win the President's Trophy, boom! You you right away you win the fifteenth overall pick, which makes a big. So even difference. if you go to the the final, whatever, as long as you don't win the cup, that pick is yours. That's my that's my theory. That's my addition to it. Okay. I've only heard the first part. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing that I that I was thinking about, I didn't hear this one yet, but. Um, the draft, the first round should have a should have more balls involved, more of a chance for every single team to win first overall. But starting the second round is wherever you ended, that's where you'll that's that's your pick. So if you're last in the league, right? If you're Buffalo mm-hmm. and you lose the lottery. But the second round, you're still picking first. Second, second to seventh is how you is how you ended the, the year okay. in the standings. Mm. But the first round, the first round only, every single team who's eliminated gets a real chance of winning first overall. And wherever you land, wherever you're picked, that's where you land. Meaning, like, so let's just say uh, you mean for so every round, you that's where it is. No, no. Maybe I'm not explaining myself properly. Second round. Down. Mm-hmm. So second, fourth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. However you land in the standings, right. however you end up in the standings, 
that's where you pick. Okay. So if you're if you're Buffalo right now, you're last in the standings, which means that starting in the second round, you pick thirtieth. You would pick first. Oh, okay. So you'd pick you'd pick thirty first, right? So overall, okay. You'd pick first, and it'd be a snake draft. No snake draft. It'd be a normal draft. In the third round, you pick first, fourth, first, always first throughout the entire draft, second to seventh. Okay. Except the first round. Okay. The first round, every single team that's eliminated gets a real chance of winning first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, okay. seventh, eighth. So how, how, how do you do that? How's the real chance? It's just equal balls in the, you know, equal kind of bingo balls in the big one there? Or? Maybe a tad skewed for the last place team mm-hmm. or the second to last place team, the third to last place, but not that much. Like just a few extra balls. Yeah. You know, a little bit more of a chance, but only for the first round. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You just lose yeah, out on yeah. that top talent, but you, if you if you draft well, you could still you know win on on those on that draft. Yeah, but every yeah. single team has a chance. Yeah, well, I I like that. I mean, I like the that you know you're gonna get a team like uh, you know I mean of course like look we we said this last week you know you're gonna get a team like a Florida or, or maybe a Calgary or maybe even a Winnipeg now that just sort of misses out and. You can also make the argument that they wouldn't even be there in contention and they wouldn't even have the chance to just missed out if they hadn't already drafted high, right? So they've already got their picks. You know, they've like, you look at Calgary and Sean Monaghan is is a monster. This kid is amazing for them. And everyone talks about Goudreau, Goudreau, Goudreau and Giordano. And, you know, this guy could be one of their best players, you know, and he could be their very best player moving forward. Um, but I do like that. I like the fact that, you know, what you're saying there is, yeah, I, I like that teams that just miss out have a chance at getting, you know, that first or second overall pick as well. Um, again, I don't know if it eliminates tanking, well, like, but, but it's certainly rewarding teams that are moving in the right direction, and it's rewarding well, it, teams that are right there. And, you know, that might put them over the top. But, you know, then again, I mean, I don't know. Like, you look at a team like Buffalo or... or you know, if Buffalo finishes 30th and next year, let's say they're 26th and the year after they're, you know, 28th. Um, and if they keep losing that high pick, like, how do they get better? Through the second, Just through the second rounds. and seventh round. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, I mean, that's how most teams are built, right? And they could go down all the way in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you could pick 14th overall. Right, right. Not just, you're not going down by one. I, I, I hate that, going down by one or two. Like... Right now, if Buffalo ends up last, they have a chance of getting Connor McDavid or Eichel. Yeah, so you're, you're guaranteed at least one. Yeah, you're guaranteed a, I think a center every that you single, can build for sure. Yeah, I think every single spot yeah. should be up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think 14 should have a chance of getting 12th. Yeah. I think 12 should have a chance of getting 7th. Yeah. And, and I'm scared. I'm scared for Tim Murray because this, this is a guy that has been quoted saying, like, I can't stop thinking about Connor McDavid. Yeah. I dream about the kid. I think about the kid all day long. And it's like, oh my, I, I saw something where someone was saying, please take all the sharp objects out of this guy's uh, office if they don't win the lottery. Um, this guy, he is win, just so get. set. I know, but yeah. even if you get a, uh, Eichel, it's going to be like, eh, you know, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going to be a great hockey player, but... You know, when you had the chance of McDavid. Yeah, but the NHL wants, well, I, th- I think the NHL would want Conor McDavid to end up in Arizona. Yeah, that could be good. 
could be good for well, them. It, it, it's not could be, it would be great. Yeah, and, that, and that's going to be, that would be a hell of a first line, right? You had him, Domi, and uh, Duclair. Those are wingers, yeah. right? Those two kids? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. There's your, that could be an absolute dominant line for Although for Duclair's not playing too well since he's been put down, brought back down to the juniors. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure he'll find his uh, footing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we don't have that much longer to go. I mean, we're in April, so uh, when's the draft this year? June what? The draft isn't so important. It's when's the lottery. Yeah, well, that. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's Sorry. really soon. Yeah, I can't remember when that is. But, yeah, that would be soon, wouldn't it? That's um, right around playoff time? or? So I think, I think the draft lottery is April 18th. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That is like two weeks away. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I guess that makes sense, right? Because the season ends like the 12th, around the 11th or 12th, something like that. So uh, yeah, about a week after that. Oh wow, that's exciting. I'm actually really excited for that. Me too. <laughs> wow. The odds right now, if, if you finish last, uh, basically, so first right. in the draft lottery, yeah. Is twenty percent chance second thirteen point five percent chance third eleven point five, yeah, and then nine point five eight point five. So it just goes down yeah. one uh, from there. Um, yeah, down to fourteenth at one percent. Yeah, which at the moment is Ottawa, but uh, we'll so to me, you know, break that apart. Yeah, make everybody about a seven or eight percent chance, mm-hmm. and give and give first and second maybe eleven and ten, eleven or twelve. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, that would be interesting. Wow, there's a lot Great. of Eastern Conference teams here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, April 18th. Wow, I'm just I'm like I'm circling my calendar. I am uh, setting up the iPhone, and uh, that is a big reminder that day. Um, I didn't know it was that soon. That's awesome. Yeah. What else you got today? Anything else going on? Um, I'm just waiting for playoffs to start. I'm really looking forward to it. I feel the Habs are probably going to be bowing down in the first round unless they play Detroit. And now that Pittsburgh's falling, and the one caveat I gotta t- I gotta say about Pittsburgh is that Malkin's not playing. So yeah. if Malkin comes back healthy, then that changes things. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Apart from that team, I don't know if Montreal can beat any other team. So. I'm gonna start getting excited about somebody else. I'm gonna pick another team as soon as they're eliminated, and I'll try to run with that team. Love uh, uh, Montreal played uh, Washington today, and that was a fun game. Yeah, Washington is fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Ovi is so much fun to watch again. And don't you feel like Ovechkin? He he's kind of had this sort of season that has sort of you know everyone's sort of feeling good about Ovechkin again, right? Like it, it seems like. You know, it's the way he's playing. He's playing great. He's just playing great. He seems comfortable. He seems like he's having fun again. He's and getting to those hot zones. And his yeah. shot today, one of his shots today, yeah. was literally unbelievable. I've never seen a shot so strong and so quick yeah. and so fast. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he's just got a wicked, wicked shot. Yeah, yeah. His shots are good. Like Usually, like all the other goals, I'm like, oh, yeah, great shot. Sure. You know, kind of like when Subban scores, you're like, wow, that's a really good shot. Yeah. But this one shot that he had today, was it? I think it was his second goal. Was it a wrister or was it a slap shot? It was a wrister. Yeah. See, to me, when I see, there's two guys that I think just like him and, and uh, who was it? Kovalchuk was another guy 
that oh, would just man. come down the wing and he'd just take this little wrister and that thing had so much zip on it. I just can't even imagine shooting that hard ever. And, and Ovechkin saying, does that. He does that a lot. Like his wrist shots are just, man, he rips them. They were saying on Sportnets because he uses such a, like such a low flex. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking, like the guy's two thirty five. Yeah, the guy's also incredibly strong. Yeah, I, I think I think any any flex you give him yeah. is just gonna be a little a little noodle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's good again. And the thing is, is he's always been pretty good, but now he's sort of at that point where you would want Ovechkin to be, where people are talking about him all the time, and it's sort of like the team success has kind of uh, uh, taken a backseat. Um, you know, he's not getting as criticized. Uh, for that as he was in the past and for me it's good to see because I, I like watching an Ovechkin that's, uh, that's on fire oh. and scoring goals and having fun he's out there he's one of the most entertaining yeah, players he, in the he's, league he's incredibly fun to watch so it's good yeah and that's a fun team like you you don't know if you want to really play them in the first round uh, yeah Detroit to me is I don't I'm telling you right now I don't think they're going to make the playoffs um, they've won four games in, in 15 and they've got five games left they probably got to win three or four of those and I, I can't see them winning any of those games uh they've been that bad i don't know but you don't think they're gonna make the playoffs no i don't think so I, I don't know what is going on with this you think team. you're gonna fall i, I do i really do i think they will yeah i, I don't know wow. what is going on with this team something that is quite the prediction yeah though. something has happened to this team where they have just become the most uh, disengaged, fragile group I've ever seen. You know, I mean, look, since since Lidstrom retired, the team struggled a bit, but they've been really, really banged up and injured, and they had a big sort of uh, turnover in personnel, There's right? There's no way. There's no, they're going to make the playoffs. There's no way Ottawa catches up. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. D- look. Five games, three points ahead. Okay, but... <laughs> Listen, game. Okay, I keep going back to game sixty-two. Uh, game sixty-two, they beat the New York Rangers in overtime. They had eighty-three points. Okay, so sixty-two games, you got eighty-three points. You've got twenty games to get to a hundred points. You know, a hundred points is sort of that guaranteed playoff spot, yeah. and it's it's also sort of that like kind of a benchmark for having a pretty good year. Hundred points, good yeah. for you. Uh, not great, not tops in the league, but that's a pretty decent year. So. You got 20 games, that's 40 points. All you need is 17. You know what record that is? That's 8, 11, and 1. In, in, in 14 games, they have gone 4, 9, and 2. You know? So they've only gotten 10 points in a month, which is atrocious. That is so bad. And, you know, okay, all they need is 7 more points to get to 100. So you can go three, two, and one, but they don't have six games to go three, two, and one. They've got five games, so they either got to go three, zero, oh, and two, or four and one. And I, well, that I can't, means Ottawa's got to get even better than that. Yeah, but Ottawa, yeah, but also I look at Ottawa's schedule, and you sure. know, they got a Toronto game in there, but they, they oh, have a tough Toronto. they have a tough schedule. I mean, they 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 play Washington, oh. Pittsburgh, New York, Philly. But, I mean, Detroit still plays Minnesota at Minnesota. They play Montreal at Montreal. I'm hoping maybe that's game, what, 81 for Montreal. So maybe they just sit everybody when Detroit gets lucky and gets a point. Uh, They've got two games against Carolina, but I don't even think they can beat Carolina right now. I I don't know if they'll miss the playoffs, but what I'm saying right now is I will not be surprised if they they don't make it. I I don't know what happened to this team. And, and to me, it doesn't even matter. If they do make the playoffs, I look at the East, I look at the West. 
I'm just hoping Montreal plays them in the first well, round. Well, if what I'm saying about Detroit is it doesn't matter if they make the playoffs because I look at all the playoff teams right now, all 16, and Detroit is hands down the easiest out. They are the easiest out right now. I know that's my call. Also, they have no goaltending. Their combined goaltending uh, well, I don't know if they're, save percentage was eight ninety in East. March. I mean, that's why they've also lost games because their goalies have just been bad. But but for the most part, the team's been really bad. Um, they're the easiest out of every playoff team. I look at I East know. West. I, I, I can't imagine West, yeah. an easier Depends playoff. Who gets in. Depends who gets in the West. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. They're really bad. Uh, disappointing. I don't think Calgary uh, is going to be the hardest team to get through. I think they put up more than a fight. Uh, more of sure, a fight. Sure, but yeah. playoff time? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I look at their shootout record. They're 3-10. and ten. They officially have the absolute worst shootout record in the league. Uh, is Calgary? No, uh, Detroit. Detroit, um, yeah. It's It's... I don't know. They're a little banged up. Datsuk's not playing. A couple other guys, but who knows? I don't know. Just bad. And I don't know what happened. You know, Babcock's uh, father died. You would think that the team would sort of rally around that and win one for the coach, and they lay an egg today against uh, Boston. They take a 2 nothing lead in the third period. They give up three-period goals, uh, third-period goals, and lose. <laughs> you know, last year, Martin St. Louis' mom died. What did they do? Oh, they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what's going they on with this team. With that, eh? Yeah, and I don't know what's wrong with this team. Like, they're just, they're not a tight group. Something's going on. It, it's just a lot not of kids. Working. There's a lot of kids. There's a lot of soft players, is what it comes down to. Um, that don't know how to really win, and uh, you know. So we'll see. It could be some tough times, uh, tough years ahead. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, 